Dom, do you think he's Dom? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's beyond holy bad. Okay. I mean, he's more than holy bad. The point is, you know, in America, <laughs> I lived in a bubble. I mean, you know, I've, I, 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 I haven't read news since Brexit last year and November. Really? Yeah. Have you just... But, you know, I mean, it's in the air, you know, how, how much can you, you know, so I know about the cabinet reshuffle even, so how much, and really, like, how successful has my cutting off of news been? Are you so, trying, was that a deliberate decision to try? Of course, it was a deliberate yeah. de- decision, and, and, you know, because I was just getting so angry and, 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 and outraged and stuff, and it was just eating into me. At some point, you just have to save yourself, right, so that you can come back to fight. So I feel... Is there a danger for you, though, that it, uh, and maybe I'm trying to turn what you were just saying about that, um, that empathy you have, even for the most awful. It, that, does that take a toll, then? I mean, is there, is there a danger about being around bad, bad news <laughs> or whether it's... Um, I, f- I find myself getting... My, I think my interaction with the world is a little bit skinless. But perhaps most people are like that. And, and you know, who doesn't get angry or, or who doesn't get eaten up by the world and, and, and the world is a terrible place it just destroys us I feel it crushes us ultimately and and uh, so no I had to stop for a while but uh, uh, in any other time in my life you know I saw the entire Levison inquiry live minute by minute on my, <laughs> at my computer like every day and I would have done that for Comey as well mm. but I didn't because I thought I am just like so diminished by what has happened over the last one year in the world that I need to protect myself for a bit and recharge and then and then come to it again. But you know in America uh, um, uh, I was living in a bubble and in a way uh, perhaps discussion of politics is not encouraged with students okay. but I, I, I mean you know no one's said that rule to me or mm. stuff but, but you know um, we did not talk politics, and faculty did not talk politics. But it's it's just such it's it's the like the elephant in the room, and everyone is so aware of it. And I feel, in some ways, you want to have human interactions away from that, so that you know, because it is so there. Is it the form of this as well that the the minute by minute nature now of I was on a tube, I think basically underneath London Bridge the other night. Um, I think we got st- oh, we were in ba- at bank stations on the other side of her. And I got and I just don't want to know any more about these things be- because the because it's overwhelming to get the detail. And yeah. as you were saying, the Comey, and I think there was a moment where Trump called him out with a tweet saying, "I've got the tapes of yeah. our conversations." And Comey, said, I thought, oh, "God, don't release the tapes because we'll just have to wade through even more of yeah. of all this this yeah. general awful." Yeah. But it's the, yeah. the form of it, and I wonder if it relates in some ways to. What the novel can do, which is is to pull back from that kind of overwhelming detail to, to do something different, to give us a different kind of experience and a, perhaps a different kind of em- empathetic yeah, experience. Yeah. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I've been struggling with the answer to the question of what it is that the novel does, uh, and, I, uh, and, I, and I don't know how to answer that question. Um, the, and the answers change with not just with time but also for different people it does different things yes of course empathy uh, 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 definitely um, and, and 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 knowledge I feel you know a, a, a novel educates the reader in the ways of the world 
in the way it is not possible for many forms to do. Um, is that through experience? I mean, I, uh, the wonderful final section of the novel, which I found very haunting, partly because it haunts, I think, the first section, the boy and yeah, yeah. the man come into yeah. a strange, but, but that giddiness of feeling on the edge of, literally on the edge of yeah. a very tall building, but, but, but on the edge of all sorts of experiences. It's a very eerie thing to, to read and really be in. I, w I wanted to write it as, you know, I wanted to see, you know what they say that, you know, a dying man sees his whole life flash in front of him as he's dying. And I wanted to write that thing at one breath because he's falling. Is that Beckett uh, there a little bit of... Oh, yeah, yeah, there is, of course, there's so much Beckett there yeah. as well. So, and I wanted to write it as, as a breath and I also wanted to write it like in one go, like you know, which of course I didn't, but I felt that, you know, uh, 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 not literally this time, but in some ways th that section was written very quickly because it's such a short section anyway. I kind of held my breath through the writing of that section and let it out in, in, in that, that, that thing. So, um, yes, em empathy, but there was another question you asked about um, whether the novel can get away from this minute-by-minute minute journalism which can be overwhelming and can... Time. Okay. What time is it? 22. I can go at... I can... I, like, Nick says he's going to be, like, it's going to come at 10 past 1. So you should go to 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes? Is that okay? Yeah. Thanks, thanks. I do this to friends. <laughs> so, um, uh, whether the uh, novel can um, shoot. It's almost like being overwhelmed by sort of me meta reality, but this strange sort of the, narr the way we now narrate reality is. Yeah. Is, I d I, 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 but, but, you know, this is the responsibility that falls on the shoulders of a novelist, particularly someone working within the realist world. Mm. Uh, uh, regardless of whether she or he is trying to break that mode entirely or fracture it or push it towards something else, is that if you are trying to represent the world, then don't blink, you know? I think I, I feel we owe the world that, or the readers, that much truth, truthfulness or truth-telling, I feel. And, and uh, I feel Naipaul has been a very good mentor, teacher for me. In the way Beckett has been, you know, he lifted the skin of language and peered in and saw the great nothing and he carried on mm. writing, I think, you know. That was his unblinking gaze, I think. And, you know, Naipaul too, I think, you know, he has that absolute, like, he sees through to the heart of things and however uncomfortable it mm. makes you, he tells you like it is. And I feel those are good teachers to have in some ways. And I, I, I said this to my students, uh, actually. So, you know, a good writer will never teach you how to write because you have to find that out yourself. But a good writer teaches you how to look at the world. That is for so much more important than crafting perfect sentences because crafting perfect sentences can come later. So, um, What kind of writer, in, the, in those terms, it sounds like you you have moments where you're you're trying to at least achieve that kind of fluency, a sort of this hu hurry to the writing, or a, uh, as you say, whether it's, it's like pseudo-mystical or whatever, but 
do you then is, is it a process of of that kind of passion and urgency and then a much more considered editing process do you, are you a far i mean are you a no i i um i i write in a like quite a clinical way because oh, i try and do like you know when i'm writing i try and write 500 words every day okay so uh, uh and so so i have like and i always try and break off my writing sometimes even mid-sentence so i can pick it up the next i i know how to begin the next day because once you've written the first couple of sentences, then you're off. Okay. It's when you're contemplating a blank page or a new section, you can fall in that gap and never write again. And I'm terrified of that. So I always end at a point when I know I can pick up next day. Do you need a context for, for writing? Are you happy to write? I mean, obviously you live in and write in, in lots of different places. Do you I need... do, no. Okay. I, 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 I mean, I can't write in an airport something okay. like that or, or you know wherever I mean but I mean, I, and so many of my friends are academics economists mostly actually uh. oddly enough and they can work anywhere on flights on, air, on airports they're solving equations and stuff like that and I admire, I've always admired them but I, I am I, in, increasingly silence I think is necessary and um, and I write on paper with pens so why do you do that? I'm, I'm always curious. I came, to, I came to computer very late in my life. I came to computer in my mid-twenties and I'm still not very good at it. So, uh, uh, But I used to be rubbish at it. I, had a big <laughs> I was a total Luddite. I had a big block against it. So like a total technophobe. I used to be. I'm no longer. I like to think. <laughs> and, and, um, and I didn't want to give up that habit of writing on paper. I like writing on paper. Things come and things when when you write on paper, your style is slightly different from when you write on a computer screen. So I found this. I mean, I do all my like reviews and stuff straight onto the screen. Okay. But um, um, the longer like novels and stuff, uh, I I write on paper and uh, and then I have a panic attack <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, thinking the house is going to burn down. And I'm to leave my only copy. So then there's a flur flurry of scanning okay. pages of email. Have you ever lost? I've talked to a couple of writers who've lost. Oh my god, I'm doing it's all right. No, no, that's Is that word? Who is this? Um, I don't know. I don't recognize a lot of people out here. Yeah, so there's uh, lots of pictures and all. Uh, there's Howard Jacobson with, with Dog. That's Rachel Kushner. That's yeah. Per Pedersen. That's, that's Jonathan Key. Is it? Okay, that's Hermione Lee, that's Ishmael Kadari. Yeah. That I know. Um, uh, um, is that Faulkner? That's Faulkner, absolutely, that's Faulkner. Uh, this is Adam Falls, that's yeah, Tom uh, McCarthy, uh, that's Joe Nespo. I, that I can't place, actually. There's a good quiz going on here. Yeah, we should. This is Helen, Who's Field in the sort of Helen Fielding. Oh, he's the self-help hypnotist guy. <laughs> he's the one I get, yeah. I get Falk, um Oh, what's his name? Ask friend. Who's in the sort of war-torn... I can't quite see. Who? At the very top. That one? No, the one even above... Yeah. above. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't tell. We should do the quiz. We should take Who's a picture. Who's this? Oh, I do know that one. Who's that? They need, they need names. But maybe that's the end of the quiz. <laughs> this is... 
I'm more interested in the ones I can't identify. No. So, um... Are you between, so, the fear of the blank page, is there a point when you've completed one project? Are you now, is there a hiatus, or do you, in the same spirit, do you move straight, you trot like trollop, you move straight on to the next, no, there's a it's break. A hiatus, and my head is as empty as a flotation tank, actually. Um, Does that, is that a scary feeling? I'm trying not to think about it, because, <laughs> you know, my, uh, um, I couldn't think at all during semester because I was teaching. So, which kept me busy and stopped me from stressing. So that was good. And, um, uh, but then I've got the rest of the year to think about what the next book is going to be. And I want to write something very, very, very different and not set in India. So okay. that's the only idea <laughs> I have. So now I have to work on that idea. I, need, I take a long time to think. Is it longer to think than to write once you... Oh, both are long. Okay. I'm not like Colm Tobin. Okay. He's just writing his underwear. He's a novel every six months. With one hand, yeah. On each. My God, how does he do it? And they're so amazing yeah. as well. And he's tossing off essays on the correspondence of Lowell and Bishop and, and, and whatever. How does he do it? And writing the uh, introduction to the catalogue of some great artist that the Metropolitan Museum in New York are putting out. And I think some people, it's almost an ad addiction. Uh, not addiction, or there's a, there are writers I've talked, and I don't know, I, I never know if it's a line where people say, I need to write, and if you're not actually writing, I think perhaps it's writers, some writers get older, that kind of pace increases sort of ex in extraordinary ways. And he teaches, and yeah. he lives, he parties hard too. Okay. <laughs> I want to kill him. terrible. Do you do you sort of berate yourself if you're not being productive? No, I. I do you I, berate yourself? Other people are being productive. I, I, I berate myself when other people are being productive. Yeah, I. Yeah, um, I, I feel I should be more productive, but uh, it's okay. Um, it's all right. Um, if you look at it in terms of years, my first novel came out here in 2010, so. Uh, three novels in seven years yeah. is not bad but you know what I, I feel it's much longer because I finished my first novel in 2003 right. and did not come out until 2010 so I take that into account as well and then it feels very very long but um, do, you, it, do, you, do you enjoy teaching? Um, well this was my first ever teaching job yeah. so uh, I loved it absolutely loved it I threw myself into it did you want to be a, I mean obviously you did no. a PhD no you did that for well no I wanted to be an academic right. yeah I wanted to be an early modernist so <laughs> and, and very early on into my PhD I realised I just don't want to do this uh, my funding in the country was dependent on finishing the thing so I had to finish it and stuff and then there was a point when they said, um, think about turning this into a book. And so I sent it out and, and I got back, like months later, I got back this reader's report from CUP. Mm. And one of them said, oh yeah, yeah, let's, like, yeah, yes, uh, please publish this. And the other one was about, about this size, and it said, this book needs so. This PhD needs so much work to turn it from a PhD into a book, and the rest of the thing was page by page notes on how to turn it into a book. And I looked at it, and 
I felt deeply nauseous. I just thought the very f the the thought of having to revisit that traumatic thing, like the PhD, felt like handling old vomit or mm -hmm. something like that. I just thought, no way, I cannot do this. Were you writing fiction? And then I went to creative writing school. Well, this was happening while I went to creative writing school, so uh, UEA, but no, so, um, so no, so uh, I, odd, I never thought of teaching creative writing, and uh, I also don't believe in teaching creative writing, but uh, I don't think writing can be taught, mm. but, but you can teach them to be careful readers, actually, that I think you can, you can do, but um, did did you study? So did you studying at UEA? Did that did that not really help you, or did it just give you? Did it give you some time? Did it buy you some time? Yeah. No, it 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 helped me in in the negative way. Like like <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you develop a like a bullshit filter or something. You know, people giving comments on your work, mm. and you just think you learn what to not take into account. So <laughs> that is perhaps good. And I mean. My year was a particularly bad year, I think. Not in terms of the students there, but in terms of, you know, the history of the creative writing course in UEA. It was Andrew Motion's last year. Mm. Oh. He was an awful teacher and an awful person. I'm saying this on record and I don't mind, okay. so he can sue me. Did he teach yeah. you particularly? Yeah, it was an unhappy year, actually. And um, I feel, but you know, there were big splashes from our course, like like straight off, like straight off the bat. Um, Paul Murray mm -hmm. was, you know, he's I, in fact he's remained a very good, very good oh, friend. I skipped it. Yeah, I spoke to him. I spoke to him yesterday, in fact. Uh, um, That's interesting, though, because there's an exuberance about your prose and and his prose, in fact, which slightly kicks against the slightly you know that's yeah. rather crystalline. Yeah. Paul, Paul, you should read that. Yeah, I'll let you go.